and seeing the shift in people's behaviors that was being driven by technology. And I knew that this was going to be a fundamental shift that, that would really change everything about how we do pretty much everything and, and it wouldn't go back. I'm your host, Dave Knox, and this is Predicting the Turn, a show that helps business leaders meet their industry's inevitable disruption head on. Welcome to another episode of Predicting the Turn. Today, we sit down with Zena Arnold, who is the Chief Digital and Marketing Officer at Kimberly-Clark. Zena, welcome to the show. Hi, Dave. Great to be here. Oh, it's always fun to uh, catch up and uh, have a conversation. So I want to start with uh, the journey that you've been on. You started your career in consumer packaged goods. What sparked your interest to dive into that field? Well, actually, I started my career in the tech space, uh, believe it or not. My first job out of college was at GE, and I was doing some product development and marketing for selling server and workstation solutions. So I I didn't intend to start in in marketing. I have a degree in computer science, and and I really love the tech space. But I graduated in the middle of the dot-com bubble bursting. And so this awesome job that I had at at this great startup um, disappeared when the company went out of business just a couple of months uh, before I was supposed to start. So I I ended up um, at this this role in, in marketing and tech marketing really at GE and it really opened my eyes to what marketing could be. So I, I loved and maybe I my misperception in the past was oh marketing is just about making ads. But what I, I learned and, and really loved about it is it's about driving growth in business. And so I I I was in this role, I was really enjoying it. Um and when I told um friends that I liked marketing, they told me, Hey, the best place to do it is at P and G. So I, I made my way there. I was one of the the few that came into P and G off cycle. I, I don't have an MBA. I didn't come from from one of the schools that they recruit at, but uh, I think it was meant to be because it was just uh, perfect timing. And I got in there and really haven't looked back. So as you uh, you went through that journey with CPG, you went from P and G and then to Kellogg's after uh, you know about a decade in the CPG world, and then you made a move back, I guess, to the tech sector. What led you to make that move and what was it? Yeah, I really wanted to be um, where the growth yeah, is. And, and at the time, and even still so, CPG isn't, isn't growing dramatically. And at the time, especially, I was seeing the shift in people's behaviors that was being driven by technology. And I knew that this was going to be a fundamental shift that, that would really change everything about how we do pretty much everything. And go back. So so when uh, I got this call from, from Google, it was this really great opportunity to get back to my tech roots because of that, that CS degree that I have and, and the passion I have for it, but then also bringing back um, all of the, the great marketing that I'd learned in, in this very classically driven environment. And what was that transition like, you know, going from CPG kind of into the, the halls of Google you know, did anything surprise you? And how was that CPG background really beneficial? 
Oh, yeah, it was a very jarring transition. You know, CPG companies and most traditional companies, I would say, focus on efficiency and are very strategic. By that, I mean they make very carefully considered choices. And most tech companies, at least those that are growing really rapidly, are focused much more on growth. So, so there's this embracing of trying new things, of knowing that you're going to fail, um, of operating on a much, much shorter time horizon, and this the feeling of it's, it's okay to not know 100% of something before you make a decision. And in, in CPG, it's, uh, we need to know 110% of, of something before we make a decision. So it was hard coming into that kind of an environment, um, knowing what I knew and, and all of the, the fundamentals that I picked up um, in CPG, because it was just a very, very different way of operating. And, you know, I, I like to say there were these amazing processes that we would learn in, in places like P&G and Kellogg that here's the absolutely optimized, you know, 87-step process to do something. Coming to a place like Google, there is no process at all. And the, the challenge, but also the opportunity and what I loved about it was figuring out, okay, of those 87 steps, I'm never going to be able to do all of those here, but maybe let me pick the five that would really help and direct the work to improve our results. And let's see how that goes. So, you know, being able to adapt some of that heavily process-oriented thinking to a rapidly growing environment was the challenge, but but what was also really fun about it. And, and again, I loved the, the atmosphere of being able to test and try and learn. And you know what, if, if those weren't the right five steps or way to do it, okay, let's try something different next time. And, and that, that iteration was really embraced. So let's talk about you know, where you moved to after that. So several years at Google, you returned to CPG with the role you're in at Kimberly Clark, which you know, for people that maybe don't know the parent company is owners of iconic brands like Huggies and Kotex and Kleenex. We don't often see marketers make that leap going from tech back to CPG. So why'd you make the return? Yeah, I loved my experience at Google. Um, just such an energetic and innovative company. And I, I was fortunate to have a lot of great experiences there. Like I, I worked in the marketing side for most of my time, um, but uh, also spent some time in in the product um, kind of business and operations um, side too. So I learned a ton and, and again, super innovative, lots of energy, great people. But one thing I was really missing there was the role of marketing and truly driving the business and the strategy of the company. In, in tech companies and especially Google, it's really driven by the engineers and, and you know, marketing is, is an auxiliary function that doesn't really have a seat at the table um, for making strategic decisions because essentially the differentiator is, is the technology itself. In a lot of CPG categories, you know, your brand is just as or, or maybe more important than the product. So marketing is super critical to growth and, and the business. And I wanted to be back in that environment since that's, that's where I grew up. So you made that uh, transition during the COVID-19 pandemic. What are the challenges and opportunities you faced as you joined a new company, new role, kind of new everything? 
Yeah, uh, taking on this role in the middle of the pandemic has been one of the most challenging things for for me as a leader. I mean, uh, the team has been great, and uh, I think it's gone much better than than I expected. But it's still hard. There's there's something about seeing people in person, bonding over experiences that's that's really tough to do. And while I think we've made a great you know, made a lot out of the situation that, that we're in. Um, it, it's hard to really know or understand the impacts of, of this um, because it's, it's something that, again, has to build um, over time relationships. So, yeah, we, we uh, have, have done a lot and, and I've, I've you know, taken the time to connect with people on my team and do one-on-ones and uh, offer it up to everyone in my organization try to, to get some more of that that water cooler kind of conversation going but but it's it's a challenge I think you know from from the business side uh, it's been challenging in that lots and lots of change and and we're somewhat fortunate um, compared to a lot of industries that were really impacted with um, with the shutdowns of, of everything over the past year our business and a lot of CPG businesses um, have have been doing well because People are at home and, and consuming things um, much, much more. But really, I think one of the biggest opportunities that's come out of all of this is people now know that they can roll with the punches on big changes because no one, no one expected what happened, and yet we were able to come through it. You know, I think Kimberly Clark just did a fantastic job of thinking about how we keep our, our employees safe, keep consumers safe, and, and you know, really structuring everything that we do and, and changing so much of what we, we did in, in terms of the process to make all that happen. And, and we did it, and, and it worked. <laughs> so I think that, that it's an interesting um, muscle now that I, I'm, you know, drawing on to say, look, we thought we couldn't change fast. But circumstances made it, so we did. Now we know we can't. So let's let's not um, say that we can't do it. Now we can be more proactive about some of the change that that we want to drive. Talent is a big part of predicting the turn. And as we talk about talent, I wanted to mention one of our sponsors, Hunt Club. Imagine the power of the best marketers in the world helping you to find your next marketing leader. That's the power of Hunt Club. Hunt Club is a new category of talent company that powers the network of experts, connectors, and business leaders to help you find the best talent. Let's face it, recruiting hasn't changed with the times. Hunt Club is changing the recruiting game by leveraging technology and crowdsource referrals to find you the best people possible for your company. Stop paying job boards that don't work or recruiting firms that recycle the same active candidates. Partner with Hunt Club. Let's talk a little bit about that change. You know, when any new leader comes into a role, you have your priorities. You came in at a time when the priority was making sure the product kept shipping and you were doing everything, as you mentioned, during the pandemic. But how have you thought about the other priorities that were really on your list as you came into this role and what really excited you about it? Yeah, the the reason I, I was so excited to come here is to to help Kimberly Clark go through a broader digital transformation, and you know that's not just a great. Let's do more digital marketing, but it's how do we embrace all the tools, all of the agility, everything that digital really enables for us. 
and ensure that it's reflected in, in everything we do. So I, I'd say the the biggest shift or priority that we're trying to, to drive is really making a change from more traditional awareness driving marketing to broaden that and, and expand it into relationship marketing. And so, you know, you think about that, and, and it's new for, for CPG um, and FMCG companies to think about relationships, but that's where the, the categories are going. You look at a lot of the upstart brands that have been able to come in, and, you know, they don't think of, of the only thing that they're delivering is just a product to fulfill a need. It's it's what's the entire experience, what's, what can we um, do, and what's the value we can exchange with, with a consumer. So for us, um, it's, it's how do we take, you know, what's, what's good, but, but also very well um, known in our traditional kind of paid advertising model and, and expand that into now let's, let's develop a deeper relationship. And I'd say the thing that's really enabled that is data. You know, in, in the past, you, you couldn't build one-to-one relationships with millions of consumers because there just wasn't the scale to be able to do that. Now, with with all of the, the advances in technology and data, we can do that and, and we can tailor communications, we can tailor offerings, everything to our consumers and, and really deepen and build that, that relationship. So talking more about that, you know, when we were at P&G, you know, there was the talent exchanges that took place between CPG and Google and Facebook and others. And you yourself kind of went through everything with that. When you think about that, what you learned in your time at Google and things like data and everything, how are you really applying those insights back into Kimberly Clark? And how do you think the CPG as an industry as a whole can do more in that? Yeah, there, there's a lot of opportunity to apply a lot of the thinking and, and it's it's both the the what, like the the tools and, and techniques that we can and, and will be doing and the how, which is some of the things I talked about earlier, um, learning coming into Google on just agility and, and experimentation and, and being okay with, with failure. You know, I, I think there's there's a number of areas that, that we're really focused on, you know, getting much more precision um, in our, our media buying and, and ensuring that we're delivering that right message at the right place, right time, right consumer, right cost, all of that. But then we're thinking more broadly, too, back to the value exchange I mentioned, how, how do we create the right content to engage with, with consumers in interesting new ways? What are other you know, digital experiences that can build that relationship? relationship based on, on consumer and, and product need spaces. So working on, on building all of those out. And then underlying all of it is, is truly the, the data analytics um, there's so many new ways of, of getting consumer insights and being able to do them in much more of an agile fashion that we're working on and and trying to to launch in, in various places in the globe because we used to have these huge long insight studies that, that you would get maybe once a year to, to get a feel for how consumers were doing and thinking and using your product. And now, you know, there's tools that you can scrape ratings and reviews and take a look at them every single day and see where, where things are trending and how people are feeling. So bringing, um, again, more of that, that agility um, with the tools just on, on the, the insights and data that we're getting. 
So I want to talk a little bit about the role that you're in right now. A lot of companies have chief marketing officers. And over the last few years, there's been the rise of the, the chief digital officer. You kind of have a unique title that it's the chief digital and marketing officer. So walk me through what's the insight behind the, you know, the kind of the combination, if you will, of those two words and roles together. And what is the scope uh, that you have at Kimberly Clark? Yeah, the um, the impetus behind putting it together was was to really ensure that the organization was thinking and viewing our marketing, all of our marketing, as digital first. So it's it's again trying to evolve the mindset of let's start with a traditional um, ad or or a traditional idea to no let's let's think about how we. Um, want to get in touch with the consumer, what's the message that we want to put out there, and then what are the right ways to, to do it, and how can we leverage the uniqueness of all of those different channels to, to enable that. So, you know, really rethinking how we do our marketing and, and how we we start and, and how we do the process and then how we evaluate it. So really all of those things and, and um, again, my, my team, our role is really to drive the innovation and the forward thinking to bring in new technologies, new ways of working to the broad set of marketers across the globe um, at KC. How do you think the industry is going to have to evolve in that regard? Are you going to see more kind of titles of that nature or will it becomes second nature that that is the role of uh, you know all marketers overall yeah i think it will become second nature you know when when people say digital marketing it still has the connotation of that's something separate than regular marketing <laughs> i think all marketing is digital now so i i do think over time that it, it will fade and and just be absorbed into overall marketing because that's that's how we're looking at it but i do think it's it's important in certain places especially where you're trying to make a big change in the culture of the organization to call it out so that people know and, and understand that, that it's a focus area. You recently reached kind of the one-year anniversary, if you will, at Kimberly-Clark. What have been the highlights over the past year? I'd say there have been a few highlights. You know, this past year has been challenging on, on a lot of, of levels. One of the things that, that I'm most proud of the team for, for doing, uh, especially after a lot of the, the social events of the past year, is developing brand responsibility principles and guidelines for all of our marketers. And this started, um, you know, last summer when obviously the murder of George Floyd happened and there were calls for stopping spending on Facebook and, and we started having these conversations and a lot of marketers were saying, hey, we're, we're not sure. How do, how do we react? What do we do? And we said, we need to actually articulate what we're about and ensure everyone knows that and, and knows what they can and, and should do in, in these circumstances that are sadly becoming all the more common. And so developing those and, and getting those down um, on paper as, as something that everyone in the org would, would have kind of a stake in the ground to rally around was, was great. And, and these responsibility principles take um, what I would say more traditional brand safety principles that, that probably all companies have about, oh, we want 
to be careful about where what environments you know our ads and content are appearing in and kind of turns it on its head to say well no we want to actually be driving the change in the industry that we want to see and we want to be investing our considerable marketing spend in the places and spaces that are supportive and, and are helping to change and support the people who need it so doing that um, I think was was really really great you know we we've had over the past year several launches behind that you know from a media buying standpoint there there's some great work that we did with our agency on on developing a PMP for black consumers and and so being able to to reach them and showing that the spend that we were having there was was super effective the US team really had an, an awesome initiative launch lately um, with Cottonelle and Black Health and so you know very purpose driven and, and thinking and bringing to, to the attention of, of our consumers and the broader uh, world that, hey, um, the underrepresented minorities often um, have higher rates of colorectal cancer, and there are things that they can and should know about what to do to, um, to think about that and, and see if, if they're exhibiting any of the warning signs. So, you know, this kind of education piece and, and I think done in a very unique way that uh, was very Cottonelle in the, the look and the feel um, and the tone of it was just a great example of, of bringing those responsibility principles to life. So broadly, I think um, that has been one thing that, that I'm really glad that the organization has rallied around. I'd say as well, thinking about a lot of the work that we've done to improve the personalization um, of our media, getting, again, much, much higher ROIs from being very choiceful, from doing a lot of tests and learns and showing real impact um, on, on the business. And then, you know, probably the, the underlying theme of all of that, just amazed at, at how much work has been done in a short time. I feel like, you know, pre-COVID times, I don't know if the organization would have been able to move this quickly and do as much, but because everyone had to change, they did and, and really embraced this more agile way of working. So, so it's been really exciting to, to see that. So as you enter year two, what are you most excited about? Yeah, lots to be excited about. You know, I think um, all the things I, I mentioned uh, as being uh, proud of in, in year one are, are continuing and rolling and growing in year two. You know, we're we're thinking and, and expanding, as I mentioned, our planning and, and development process. So it's not so paid media focused. We're thinking about the earned, the shared, the owned, um, and really exciting to see how our different markets have all grasped that and, and are seeing um, a lot of benefit in thinking in this broader way. So very excited to see what comes there. Um, more more great work that's, that's coming um, behind responsibility principles, more brands embracing it and, and doing more. We're also doing and, and getting out there a lot more with um, sustainability and several of our brands have great programs that uh, have either started or, or will be starting that I think is another really important space that consumers are, are really starting to pay attention to. And we've made a lot of great, great strides there. So excited to be showcasing some of that as well. Well, Zena, it's always a pleasure to sit down and have the conversation and congrats on everything you and the team have accomplished in a 
a short and a long year all combined into one. <laughs> it has been that. It has been that. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the show, hit that rating and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And for more resources, head over to predictingtheturn.com.